Welcome to this week's Energy Show. Now, residential solar industry has been going through a lot of changes. It used to be composed of many smaller local companies. Then, we went through a phase over the past dozen years of larger companies spanning multiple state territories. Acquisitions growing, kind of a national footprint. But none of these larger companies have really been able to operate on a sustainable, profitable, cash flow positive basis, like normal businesses. So the pendulum is swinging back towards more efficient local companies. My conclusion is is that there are no economies of scale when it comes to running residential home improvement businesses. This is kind of like the opposite of what they teach you in business school, which is bigger is better. In the solar industry, that's not the case. Strong local companies are better. And to my knowledge, no national plumbers, carpenters, roofers, or HVAC contractors are in existence. They just, they don't work on a national basis. So as a result, it's the local firms, the well-run local firms usually dominate their markets. So it's my pleasure to to introduce Vincent Pataglia. He's the CEO of Renova Solar. Renova's based in Palm Desert, California. And over the past 10 years, they've become the leading solar installation company in the Coachella Valley. He runs a terrific business. In my view, Renova is the prototypical strong local solar company. So welcome to the show, Vincent. Thank you, Barry. Thank you for having me. All right, great. Well, first, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about Renova Solar's business? Sure. Renova began in 2006. Actually, I wanted to also thank you for, for having me on the show because I, I don't know. I have to give you the shout out because, and, and your listeners, I hope they understand that folks who have been in the industry as long as I have, which is just a little over a decade, you were one of the main reasons why I got into the industry because of how positive you were and, and all of the things that I read about the industry before I took my plunge into it in 2006. And you were a great influence in guiding the way I wrote the business plan, uh, which is what essentially got, by sticking to that plan, is what got Renova to where it is today. So I want to give you that shout out, and I hope that the folks who are listening recognize who you are, how you've influenced a whole breed of strong regional players like Renova, and, and I appreciate you recognizing us for that. Well, you know, um, I'm just you, I'm just happy to be like your local solar guy in Silicon Valley and and now, yeah, you know, with with this radio show, that. I've got an even bigger mouth, so it's great. Right. Right. And you even before the show, your influence on this industry was tremendous and you never wanted the accolade for that. I all of the things that I read about you were always about how do we drive the industry? And for that, I give you great credit and I want everyone first of all to recognize that. So about Renova in 2006, I was uh, receiving my master's from UC Riverside. They opened up a campus out here in Palm Desert. In 2005, I entered the program. I was to graduate in 2007, and in order to graduate, you need to come up with a thesis with a capstone that you have to defend, and that was Renova. And so in 2006, I started as a sole proprietor, and by 2007, had incorporated I received an A in that class. That was probably the only A I received in the thesis course. I defended Renova successfully in front of my mentor, a gentleman named Dick Heckman, and the company has grown. We earned, well, in, in gross receipts in 2006, we were at 300000 Last year, we were a little over $32 million. This year, we're already trending to be over $41 million in revenue, and we did that by executing on the small things customer service and staying strong regionally, grabbing as much market share, earning as much market share in our region as possible. And to your point in the very beginning, 
I wrote in that business plan, which I pull up once a year or so just to tweak it, that there is no way to try to model solar on a national level because I recognized in, uh, we're a service company that's in the construction industry. And exactly like you said, Barry, there were no successful models in air conditioning or other service-oriented construction industries, maybe roofing. But that's different because roofs are roofs are roofs. But with air conditioning and those needs, it's different. It plays different throughout the country. And by 2008, when I saw the Solar City guys come in, I knew darn well that my projection was right. And that staying a strong, community-minded, like we say here at Renova, local, brighter, better, you're insured of success. Well, you're understating your business and your marketing and your communication skills, Vincent, because you're doing an absolute terrific job with that. And that's why I I think that's one of the keys to your success. And also the fact that you can manage a growing business, which that's, I think, what dooms a lot of solar companies when they try and get too big. They just don't have the management skills to handle that, even if it's local. It gets tough. That can be tough. That's right. And you saw that when you decided to get thinking that bigger was supposed to be better because, you know, remember on this solar coaster, everything that comes at us, we have to respond to. We have to really, you know, I mean, unless, you know, because it's a new industry, we never really know where a certain road is going to take us. And so I watched as you grew always as you with that great, you know, with that keen sense of purpose, which was you just wanted to see as much solar on rooftops as as possible. And you took different directions and you never considered a retreat from a certain model as a failure. It was always an opportunity to just get your purpose better. And I, and I recognize that about you. And I, and I look at, at Renova the same way. I, you know, I try not to bring in technology until I vet it properly. I don't bring in finance partners unless I vet them properly. But we are feeling, you know, we're doing things in a dark room almost. I hate to say that solar's in a dark room, but you know, we're doing a lot by feel. There's no one there to guide us and an awful lot of people out there telling us what we're doing wrong. Yeah. And then coupled with the fact that we have externalities that, you know, worldwide trade issues and technology changes that really throw a monkey wrench into it. At Renova, what's the mix of residential versus commercial? We are, by, by revenue, it's 80% residential and 20% commercial, but by number of installs, it's about 92, 93% resi, and then the balance is commercial. So it still is heavy on the resi, and of the resi, we are, our split is a 60% cash, 40% lease. We're a SunPower Elite dealer, and they, they truly have the best lease out there. I've vetted over the decade everybody's lease, and hands down, SunPower lease is awesome. We at one point were actually 90% lease and 10% cash. That was about four or five years ago, but that was a recipe for disaster because you have to wait weekly for the pay from one single basket, which was SunPower, and that's a bit dangerous on cash flow. Yeah, well, it's tricky. I've seen a lot of companies let financing direct the products that they sell and the customers that they sell to, and when the financing situations change, it kind of throws a monkey wrench into the business. Sure. So tell me a little bit about the maintenance that you do. Is there any maintenance, and is that a growing part of your business? Very good. We began in 2008 a department called Renova Plus, and that's our operations and maintenance division, and to the public, that's our service division and began with uh, three cleaners basically there to, to, to clean solar panels. And we, we used that service as a loss leader, as a way to win business over our competitors. We would add two years of Renova Plus so that your system would remain clean in perfect condition through 
what we call a break-in validation period to make sure that that system is, is working as promised. And as time went on, we were doing more as more systems. Let's say as time went on and more systems were installed, we not only would service Renova systems, but also our competitors as well. And we were less about cleaning, more about the repair of technology. And, as, and right now, Renova Plus, has it grew from a, essentially a loss leader where we were in negative numbers to a part of the business that does bring in a couple of million dollars a year just from servicing, again, our systems and, and others as well. Yeah, we have the same experience at Cinnamon Solar. It's just, you know, providing that service really enhances customer satisfaction. You know, you may be servicing an old system that you didn't even install, but that customer's right. happy. And when their neighbor wants to get solar, they're like, yeah, this guy's been servicing my system. And, you know, that yeah. that's really important. And you know what's cool? What's happening is I'm finding a lot of those systems that were put in three plus years ago from a lot of companies that unfortunately couldn't make it and, and bowed out finding that folks are, are more and more this year, Barry, asking of us to remove those systems and install Renova systems. And, and I never thought I'd see the day where I, we've got a, a warehouse where we used to keep overflow modules for our commercial projects, and now it is stock full of used, I guess you'd call them used modules, and there really isn't a market out there. Maybe, maybe you can help me with this or someone out there could help us, but we're looking for a recycling facility because we're receiving so many modules so instead of recycling, we've actually found a really neat way to repurpose and put those modules on people's homes in through our nonprofit for free at no charge to reuse those and, and, and but put them back. The modules are good. It was the way they were installed, which was subpar. Huh, that's so, interesting. Oh, okay. Okay, so Vincent, tell me a little bit about the types of equipment you install, panels, inverters, battery storage systems, things like that. We, as a SunPower Elite dealer, uh, we began uh, with SunPower in that partnership about six years ago, only because I, the sale for me is more of a consultancy, as I know it is at Cinnamon Solar as well. We consult. Uh, it's not high pressure. We, we don't make phone calls. We don't knock on doors. We actually have anti-door-knocking you know, campaigns. So we approach every sale as a commitment. And as a commitment, it's not a race to the bottom for us, so we're not so concerned about uh, bringing in the lowest cost materials. So we like to consult using the best quality materials. And in my opinion, after surveying the landscape, uh, the SunPower module is, is best for me. Uh, others work with LG. Others work with uh, you know, certain Chinese modules. But I feel very partial towards that, uh, that SunPower product. So we install SunPower. Uh, all AC modules, uh, they use solar bridge. Uh, I was a part of the experimentation with Enphase um, uh, back in the day, six, seven years ago, and got kind of bitten on the butt uh, with, with uh, their product. Um, but it, it was because of our heat. It was because of the conditions here. So we worked very closely with SunPower to ensure that the AC module would withstand the desert elements. They came out with a great product, and so that's what we install 100% uh, of, including on our commercial systems. Uh, then batteries. Two years ago, two and a half years ago, developed a relationship with Solman Battery. Uh, went to Germany to form that relationship, to Austria rather, and came back and installed their very first battery system here in Palm Desert, uh, creating a microgrid using solar and their, and their battery system. Uh, we also became the region's first for Tesla, became the first what they call CI or certified installer, and we're looking forward to working with Mercedes uh, we've just signed an LOI 
with them, and we should start selling their products by the end of September. And so what we've done is turn from a solar-specific company, um, we've, we've basically gone back to the future. When, when we first found, were founded in 2006, I created Renova Energy Corporation, and it was hard, Barry, to get people to understand, okay, energy. Well, what's energy? Is that my Southern California Edison bill? Is it my you know, Imperial Irrigation District bill? What is energy? So we went straight in 2009 up until now as Renova Solar. And now we're evolving back to Renova Energy Corporation because of the, the microgrids, because of the connection of the battery storage. And I know you're a, you're a huge proponent of it, and anyone listening to your show needs to pay very careful attention to how you discuss the products that are out there in this next generation, uh, which is the evolution towards microgrids and battery storage. Yeah. Now, it makes all the sense in the world, and it's changed, because the batteries used to be expensive and flaky, and they required a lot of maintenance, and the economics were only there for you know backup power. But now, right. with the huge gap in the time of use between the day and the night, and when the time right. of use periods apply, the economics for battery storage are really good. I mean, I was surprised to see how good they are. So we're starting to offer to our customers both you know standard solar and and solar with battery storage. And then the trick is, and as, as you've done, making sure that you have a combination of equipment that's reliable. And, you know, you certainly pick manufacturers that are really good. We've partnered with Solar Edge and LG, you know, two of the right. biggest companies too. And, awesome. and you know, it's, awesome. they're, you know, the, the products are good and I'm confident. We've also tested out and plan offering the Enphase battery system, which is really nice, nice little package, super reliable. The challenge with the Enphase system is it just doesn't provide backup power. And a lot of people want to get that also that backup power too. And right. the, the choices that you have, I think are going to make sense there. And, um, and in Northern, if you don't mind me asking, because I'm, we're, we're Southern Cal, we're a different culture here. In Northern Cal, what would you say, like out of 10 people, who's asking for Cinnamon to install or to, to come to the table with a battery storage solution? It's the same customers that I've been selling to in Silicon Valley since 2001. You know, these are people that own their own houses, they're middle or or upper middle class, they've got high electric bills, and then the subtlety, and you know, this is really interesting, the the way the pricing is for the batteries right now, with the rebate from the self-generation incentive program or the SGIP program, basically, you put in a battery storage system, when I run the numbers, you get about an 8 to 10 year payback, and then on top of that, you get free backup power. So, right. you know, for with an 8 to 10 year payback and that's based on the lifespan of the LG battery and based on the the gap between the the peak and the off peak times, you put that system in and then you get free backup power. And I didn't think that that was that important, but heck, just over the last 6 months, I've had two power failures in my you know, residential house uh, right. that lasted over 12 hours. And, and my wife would have loved to have backup power because, right. you know, then otherwise, because I was out there pulling the cord on the generator and making a racket. So right. there's a lot of interest right. in it. And, and like and like you say, we're getting, you know, you're getting, uh, uh, it's setting folks up for the inevitable, which are these these changes in rate structure. And and it's, it's allowing them a workaround uh, to avoid the, being at the mercy of the utilities because of their, their, you know, decision to try to remain in charge or in control and, you know, and not evolve into a cleaner energy generation future. You know, they're kicking and screaming, Barry, as we see down here with our local municipally owned utilities. And I think that that's, you know, it's just indicative of a much greater problem uh, for the CPUC 
in in evolving these utilities or getting them to evolve. It's it's them. It's changing these rate structures to make it disadvantageous to the rate payer, more advantageous to the utility. Well, and then they're running a business. I respect that. They get a guaranteed sure. 10 or 11% rate of return. But right. the, the frustrating thing is they charge a lot of money for power to businesses and consumers. They're then able to take that profit and use it to lobby to expand their monopoly. Right. A few years ago, the local utility here spent $46 million, $46 right. million of ratepayer money to fight the community choice aggregation program. And they ultimately lost, but that's what they're doing. There's, they've got legions of lawyers and, and lobbyists fighting it. And, you know, we're just a little local solar industry, but the technology and the economics continues right. to move in our favor. And that's why battery storage makes so much sense for people. And then how about the hundreds of millions they are spending and are being allowed to spend on upgrading wires? I mean, we've already figured out the, the, the workaround there, right? It's, it's the same discussion that went on when land-based, uh, you know, a Ma Bell uh, w- was bypassed by cellular technology. It's the same transition that's occurring right now. Get away from the wires and the fixed structure. It's time to enter the Internet age. Yeah. And that we, they shouldn't be allowed to spend ratepayer money in droves like that uh, on aging antiquated infrastructure, which will just be mothballed when they're bypassed by uh, battery storage and microgrids. Yeah, well, you know, the the utilities are our biggest competitors, but, you know, I just like to talk about what what we as local solar companies can do to expand our our rooftops. So let let me ask another question. That's what I love about you. You do it the right way. I'm down here, and I get too radical. No one's listening to us down here, but you, you know, you you do it the right way. No, I get radical. I get radical, too. I I got some, you know, made a lot of cordial enemies at the utilities. So there's lots of tile roofs in your area. Is there a lot of interest in the Tesla roof tiles? How is that changing your business? No, the, that is, uh, we've been in the business long enough to see folks come and go, U.S. tile and the Soleil tile and, and, the, and the attempts of, of this building integrated photovoltaic uh, uh, roofing tile. We, we've seen plenty of attempts. It never pencils. Therefore, I love Elon Musk and I hate him at the same time. It's a double-edged love-hate relationship because he's, his lean forward is awesome, but sometimes he leans so far forward that he creates hesitancy in the market and folks say, you know, I'm just going to wait for that tile to come out. Well, I'm sure it'll be rolled out in certain climates. I'm sure it'll be rolled out at a, at a, at a pace, but to, before it, it hits our market, uh, it's got a long way to go. I think you're looking at another five, six years until it becomes a product that can go on new construction. Uh, but a lot of folks who are living in existing construction think, think that it's a play for, for them. It's their way to enter into solar. And I, and I disagree with that. So I point out to folks that the longer they wait, the less savings they ultimately will receive. Uh, and that's, that's how I look at it. I'm yeah. concerned that with all those connection points, Barry, and with the fact that it lays so close to the to the roof skin, uh, we get heat issues, and that they haven't overcome those with the design, uh, and that's that's my concern. Yeah, no, honest. I yeah, I I mean, I I totally agree. It's it's a very cool concept. Concepts like that have been out for twenty plus years, but it's just it, it doesn't make sense for anything other than brand new construction, and that's after the issues related to wiring connections have, have kind of been re- resolved, and it's got sure. some maturity in terms of manufacturing. Well, how can right. people get in touch with <laughs> Renova Energy? There we go. Thank you. I appreciate that. We'll make this announcement uh, in come September. But you can find us now at Renova, either RenovaSolar.com or RenovaEnergy.com. 
Uh, and you can also call us here locally, 760-568-3413. And if you want to talk about microgrids, uh, battery storage alone, or solar and the, and the sun power product, I'd be happy to do it. And I really appreciate everything that you're doing again, and, and I'm looking forward to being with you at SPI. If anyone's out there, look forward to Barry and I being in a conversation. That's going to be exciting. I think that's going to be a really neat forum for us. It's, it's great to hear you when you're out speaking in public. Yeah, it's good. good. I'll have to put on my, uh, my human face there instead of my radio face. Anyway, that's all the time we have on this week's Energy Show. So thanks, Vincent, for your insights into the solar business. You're doing a fascinating, fantastic job there in Palm Desert. And thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. If you missed any of today's show, you can always go to our website at cinnamonsolar.com and listen to the podcast. 